0: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's
1: chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Do you like beer? Do you like free? How about, you guessed it, free beer? As a valued listener, we'd like to bestow upon you just that, Thanks to our good pals at beer52.com, you have the opportunity to sip eight delicious and painstakingly sourced craft beers from around the world. All you need to do is go to www.beer52.com forward slash city and cover just the postage of £4.95 and, as if that wasn't enough, as a listener of the Man City Show, you'll get two extra free beers. So that's ten free beers! Beer 52 are the beer pioneers. They traverse the globe to find the best and most interesting beers from around the smallest batch breweries planet Earth has to offer. No surprise then that they are the world's most popular craft beer discovery club. Each month, Beer 52 delivers a case with a different theme. Themes have included Germany, Korea, Belgium, South Africa, California, New Zealand and many, many more. But they haven't forgotten their roots. As an independent UK company, Beer 52 are also passionate about the UK craft beer scene. The beauty of Beer 52 is that you can leave any time. The power is in your hands. As well as the best, most interesting beer money can buy, your case will include the award-winning craft beer magazine, Ferment, which explains the theme and individual beers you'll receive and a beery snack is thrown in, just to top it all off. Don't like dark beers? Choose the light plan. Easy. Just go to www.beer52.com forward slash city to get your case free. And don't forget, right now, the Man City Show listeners get two extra free beers. Welcome to the Man City Show. It's Nigel Rothband back in the chair. And
2: there is just so much to discuss. Another trophy, a brilliant performance at the Bernabeu versus Real Madrid. FA Cup fixture coming up against Wednesday, on Wednesday And then a weekend fixture against a team from just outside Manchester so just so much to talk about um, And to do that, I've got two very special guests Welcome to Tony Newcrosh. Thank you And Spencer Debson Good evening uh, Listen, let's start with yet another domestic trophy um, Well done Villa, I suppose,
1: to stay in it for as long as they did uh, What pleased you most, Tony I suppose ultimately winning, but delighted to see Phil Foden start, play such a uh, central part in the victory. So we're not only in rude health for the present, but I think our future's in very good hands there. So delighted with the whole day, really. Phil Foden got man of the match. Um, He was certainly in my top three. Wasn't
2: surprised at that. I think it was well-deserved. People are saying he's kind of a shoe in now for Euro 2020. Is Is that kind of a little bit? He's come on as a sub a few times and got a Man of the Match award in a in a final. Does that give him enough
1: to get him into the England squad, would you say? I think he's good enough. Whether he will, I don't know. Um, I think this England team relies very much on players playing week in, week out. So I think a lot will depend on the amount of game time he gets in the near future. But I would love to see him there, purely from a purely selfish blue perspective but I sure. think it would do him some good as well and the team some good, we'll have to see
0: Spencer, you were there as well uh, for yet another final, another victory I was, I great, was Great day, wasn't it? Lovely day out, absolutely, the sun came out it was raining before and after but the sun was out for those, those few hours um, enjoyed it, I mean it didn't, it didn't work out exactly uh, as we might have thought um, uh, you know, after the first half finished and, and, and uh, it was 2-1 as we went in at half time you sort of thought that we would regroup, uh, we would come out recharged and uh, show our strength at the start of the second half. Didn't particularly happen. Uh, but I thought we showed gritty, determined performance. Uh, we were all counting the last few minutes down. There was that wonder save from Claudio Bravo onto the post at the end, which was which was welcome because he, he played well. There the limited things he had to do. As a, as a player who gets a lot of stick over the years but I thought he played well uh, and I love Pep's comments actually after the game because he was, you know, he's all about not about the moment, is he? He's about our progress um, the fact that we're competing every time uh, which we do these days so it was it was a, it was a great, great day
2: um, so, so let's just sort of stick with, uh, with with that first half if we can because it was potentially si- typical City you know, we, we take a two-goal lead we didn't really look in any trouble and you think, do you know what? This could be uh, another four or five, potentially. Uh, Villa sort of languishing at the bottom, sort of relegation candidates and confidence pretty low. You know, you, you go one down against City, you go two down against City. It's kind of, you know, where, where do we go from here? Um, but we then... Uh, didn't sort of take our chances. We had chances, and, and, and you did feel, is this going to be another one of those days when they get a
0: goal back? Did you, did you feel that sitting there in your seat? Well, uh, you know, 20, 25 minutes in when we were 2-0 up, you know, to be honest with you, we are starting to relax into the mode. We have uh, thoughts back to last May and Watford in the FA Cup final. Uh, we were starting to tuck into our sandwiches and crisps and, and uh, you know, drinks and everything, and thought, you know, let's go. Um, we in the posh seats then. Um, no, well, uh, blo- <laughs> entrance B, not quite, not quite. Some just, friends of mine are in the very posh seats, actually. I just not thought sandwiches would not Have sandwiches? Do you have sandwiches no. and Chris with you? Lucky we had a seat. <laughs> Cheese and tomato sandwich, Nigel. Nothing, okay, fucking right. posh. No, okay. no smoked salmon. Um, <laughs> so um, yes, we were expecting that. Really, that we would progress at that point clearly and push on. Um, and uh, that uh, simply didn't happen. You know, we were a bit profligate, weren't we? You know, lots of nice build-up play. Um, the clear chances, you know, he we was squandering or taking one pass too many. Um, and then we all know what happened after that. I'm sure we'll come on to talk about that in a moment. But, uh, you know, all of a sudden we're 2-1 and it's game on. Just before we get on to kind of the the goal that Villa got back, in terms of those
2: moments um, when we scored the two goals and, and we kind of wasted some chances... Do you think, Tony, sometimes we do try and walk the ball in a little bit and, and try and take one touch too many? and It is frustrating, isn't it? And I'm sounding negative here. I'm not. It's a fantastic victory, which we'll, we'll come back to. I'm just going to pick up on maybe some of those negatives. We, we should put games to bed when we're 2-0 up against Villa, whose confidence is rock bottom. And we don't seem to do that. I,
1: absolutely, 100%. I think that's the one slight frustration from this season. We have contrived not to win games we have dominated. I think there's only one game this season we haven't dominated And yet we've got, what, six losses in the league? So certainly something we can improve on. Yes, we have to be a little bit more ruthless. 22 shots yesterday, 13 corners, 70% possession. It should have been a walkover, and it was looking like a walkover. Any team can concede a soft goal. It happened, but we had enough chances after that not to have to rely on, I'd say, a good rather than a brilliant save by Bravo. It looked better than it was, I think. But no,
2: Nice height for a keeper, It as they certainly
1: say. was, wasn't it? You know, if he'd headed it down, he wouldn't have had a chance. Um, so, no, he had his moment, and I'm pleased for him. I think he deserved it. But, no, I think you're absolutely right. We have to be more ruthless, and it well might cost us if we want to progress in the uh, Champions League. So let's talk
2: about uh, the slip, then, uh, and the goal. Um, there we were, cruising at 2-0. Mm. And the boy's not played many games, has he, to be fair? And he just couldn't quite
0: sought his feet out, and well, uh,
2: ended up on his ass.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be fair, the uh, slow-motion replays didn't, didn't really um, do him any uh, favours, did it, really? <laughs> because there was no uh, interference uh, with Mr Stones as he turned his back and, and started to think about what was happening next, and then the left foot didn't follow the right foot and we end up on our on our on our chest or whatever um it does happen i mean we you know uh that you know that the frustration is is that you know 95 percent of what john stones does is cultured elegance but this although it didn't directly lead to the goal it clearly led to the build-up you know that led to the goal and um you know he's become a little bit of a of a, of a of a sort of a whipping boy for those types of errors and i, I doubt we'd be having such uh, negative uh, feedback Back if it was you know if it was Le- Laporte or, or somebody of that nature, but that
1: was quite extraordinary, wasn't it? About you, I had to watch it about six times on the replay. Yeah. Thought somebody must have touched yeah. it. But there really wasn't it was, anybody. It was like a drunk bandy or something, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Um, it was like yeah. gravity had suddenly shifted beneath his feet. It was yeah, just like a, a ball is
0: coming <laughs> at me. Extraordinary, you know. <laughs> really. But
1: um, yeah, it's happened a little too often with with John Stones. I suspect it happens to other players, and he may well just get the focus of attention. Now, that said, I thought we defended quite poorly all around. We had Zinchenko and Fernandinho in the box against one attacker. Neither of them picked him up and he had a free header. Finished it well, made a game of it. But yeah, it just just shouldn't happen. It's interesting that the the bloke behind me Clearly hates John Stones And uh, of
2: course from that moment on Every time he was And of course his wife next to him Was then playing the game Every time he did something good she was. It was quite a good game going on I actually didn't think he had such a bad game Well the second
0: half he actually played very well It was 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 that one moment It
2: was an unfortunate mistake I didn't think
1: he played Considering he's not had a huge amount of match I didn't think he was that bad No Um, No and you say We needed his height back there Didn't we He got a few good clearing headers in towards the end
2: So let's talk about the goals then. Let's try and turn it into something positive here because um, good run from Sterling uh, across to Rodri, who I thought, again, had a great game as well. Uh, found Foden, who I love the way he just kind of had a quick look before he headed it back, didn't mm. he? Had a quick look, where's Aguero? Able to get up there, head it back. Mm. And of course, Sergio, I think one of the papers, so you know, ta- and it was a tap-in, I don't think it was a tap-in, he still had work to do. Yeah. He still had the keeper. Made it look the, easy. He, it was, he, he did, yeah, and it was it a was, typical yeah. Aguero goal, and I think uh, it was important at that time. Uh, but kind of, you know, Foden played his part, and Aguero, it, that is his 253rd goal for Manchester City. Uh, and I, yes, listen. Words are running out to uh, to describe what a, what a hero he is and and what a legend he is. But uh, listen, good goal. Um, good that Foden was involved and a good finish from Maguire mm.
0: It was. A, I, I love the Foden thing. That was something that slow mo improved at each time you looked at it. You know, to spot the run, to actually, you know, it, it, there's a point in the press today. You know, like the Rodri, De Bruyne, they've got a confidence in Foden. They know, you know, that they're looking for him. They know he gonna, he's going to do something with it. And the way he just sort of tapped it back into the danger area. Great.
1: No, it's a great credit to the team. Let's not forget we made eight changes for this game. Eight changes for a cup final and we put De Bruyne on the bench. I mean, it's astonishing the strength and depth we've got and yet the teamwork was still there. And great maturity by Foden. How many of players would have tried to head that towards goal or simply taken it down and mm. lost the opportunity? He knew exactly what he was doing and as you say, mm. Sergio was there, did what he does best with a minimum of fuss.
2: And uh, the goal kick uh, that became a corner um, did clearly come off Gundogan, um, and uh, the referee, not for, not like me to criticise the referee, although I've got a few criticisms actually, I don't think he had a great game, but that's uh, unusual for me, but I think there's a number of things I want to pick up a bit later about the referee, uh, Mr Mason, uh, but... I mean Villa were furious and I can understand really can it, understand it, was, it awesome. was quite clearly came off Kunderland. and even if the, if the assistant was blindsided by it I think the referee should have kind of uh, maybe overruled him. I mean, it's always difficult when a linesman gives a clear flag and you want to be seen as a team but if it's fundamentally wrong referees should be taking the lead there and saying sorry I'm going to overrule you there, you were blindsided it's a goal kick but we took full advantage and we have scored, is it two goals from two say, we, corners we
0: in, from those in two anyway. games yeah. this it's is astonishing yeah. isn't it, it's amazing it's Wonderful. We've increased the stats from sort of one percent <laughs> to about eight overnight.
2: But yeah. Rodri had a good game and, and took the goal well. I mean, you've got to fault Villa, I think, for some poor defending. But you know, he, he got in the right place and there's a, a firm header, um, two nil.
1: Yep, and it should have all been over at that point, shouldn't it? I said to my little Ryan, his first cup final. He's ten now. Next goal is critical, and it proved to be actually. I think we, you know, three nil up. It would have been would have been Watford-esque. I think in the second half. It's we're not the first team to have a 2-0 lead and let a goal back and, and perhaps give too many chances to the opposition. But we did all right in the end, didn't we? Other strong performances. I thought Zinchenko did well at full-back. Um, he got a 5 out of 10 in the Telegraph this morning. I did know, he too, really? Yeah, which I thought was a little harsh. He did, harsh. He did all right, didn't he? Some of cross—I yeah. mean, some of the crossfield balls in general were yeah, exactly magnificent, a few times, weren't they? they yes, he yeah, misplaced the, the old cross. So. But again, he's not played much, has he? He's asked to slot in out of his natural position. He did all right, some.
2: Anybody else stand out for you then Spencer?
1: Um, you know
0: Aguero clearly good performance. I thought I think Carl Walker's is very solid at this point. He's keeping Cancelo out. Um, overall, you know, reasonably good performances all
1: round. I wasn't um, going to mention Cancelo. I mean he wasn't even in the squad, was he? No. Um, He's not extraordinary for someone who we signed for what and that's 60 million pounds really wasn't it I agree with you Walker I think has, I think Walker's has done well and pushed on
0: you know, it's the classic thing isn't it you get you know get get rivalry in the same position
2: and yeah. stuff that, but uh, but you mentioned it before what a bench. I mean that bench was just ridiculous, wasn't it? When you when you saw the team, and you think, okay, he's, he's we've got you know, and we've just played in Europe. We've got an FA Cup tie coming up. We have got uh, mm. the, I don't like calling it Manchester Dar because they're not from Manchester. That's why I refuse to call it that. Uh, but we have got a, a you know a reasonably big game at the weekend of, uh, against a mid table side, uh, but it's still important to us. Yeah. Um, but but what a bench I mean it's just mad isn't it Showing the strength of depth And, and, and have we had enough credit do you think For these statistics I'm just going to read some out I know you, you've got your stats in front of you So it's We've won the League Cup five times in seven years It's the third on the trot Which we all know of course That's eight trophies out of the last nine That Manchester City have won domestically that, just, just think about that for a minute mm. This club, this team that we support Have won eight trophies out of the last nine I think it was a Chelsea FA Cup win Is the only one of all the domestic trophies Out of the last nine that we haven't won That is just
0: brilliant, isn't it? Absolutely phenomenal, yeah Um, But I mean, we couldn't do that without without a strong bench Could we? Let's be honest It's this rotation um, And, um, you know Good buying practices, I think that's that's helped us well, put us in that position as
1: well, isn't it? I mean, yes, Maddie you thinks, need yeah. a little bit of luck occasionally, but it is down to sheer hard work and sheer excellence of that squad, and never to be satisfied. It's extraordinary. I haven't looked at who's got the sort of next best record of eight out of nine, but it is unprecedented, and I don't think that will ever be beaten. And we are privileged to have witnessed it and to seen a team play this consistently well for this long it is wonderful and we talk about Typical City this is not Typical City maybe Typical City now is making it a bit harder than it used to be but still winning Typical City is cocking up when victory is in sight so it's an extraordinary turnaround in performance and attitude and it's brilliant and it's
2: our sixteenth visit to Wembley. I know we have we've got to endure this ridiculous situation of FA Cup semi-finals being at Wembley now. But that is our sixteenth visit to Wembley in the past ten years, which again I, I think is unprecedented as well. I mean, yeah, I the, thought it
1: was seventeen actually. You I might mean, be right. One Tony. of the Charity Shields was at Villa. I seem to remember because there was something else on at Wembley. But yeah, I mean, we hadn't been in thirty-five years apart from a third-tier playoff that we scraped through on penalties. <laughs> what a transformation! Just loving it. And what we haven't mentioned, of course,
2: is is the manager, um, and I suppose his own records. Sort of feels like this is a sort of a, a podcast full of stats here. But Pep, in eleven years of management, that was his thirtieth trophy. I mean the man is just that, that... totally
0: phenomenal uh, and what a gentleman he is seriously i was reading about you know how he was sort of um, men- you know mentoring zidane you know as uh, when he was in the reserves at at, uh, at real and so on you know he is an, an absolute colossus of the management world isn't he at, at multiple levels the sort of individual that you think he would be successful with whatever aspect of life he chose to participate in be it football corporate world leadership whatever the army you know he's, this, he's he is has a winning mentality uh, and we've all come to really respect and trust it haven't we
2: and what what is it about him let's just spend a few minutes on pep if we can because who knows how long we're going to keep him for we know he's got another year to run but with the uefa nonsense going on who knows how that might end up we all hope and pray of course that he'll he'll sign maybe for even longer with city i mean where else is he going to go but 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 tony just 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 spend a few more minutes, if we can, just talking about his leadership, the way. Particularly the fact that he changes formations, you know, Foden out on the right, you know, and, and and he's he's played at left back, he's played in a holding role, he's he's played in the middle. Now he's playing on the right. It's just you know the the, the changes he made for Real Madrid, and yeah. of course we're also so we'll come on to that game, of course. But just your thoughts and reflection. You've seen a few managers over, over the years. Um, your thoughts on him, particularly?
1: Well, he's no Jimmy Frizzell, is he? Let's be honest about <laughs> it. Um, he is unquestionably one of the most driven individuals. I've ever seen in my life. Uh, He thrives on excellence. He thrives on the team. Uh, He doesn't pander to individuals, I think. Uh, And it's amazing the appetite he's still got for the game. Uh, It was extraordinary. Which Southampton player was it he was talking to after we beat him? Do you remember that?
2: Yeah, I do. I I think it was. He just
1: loves football. And as you say, it's not in a selfish sense. He loves it for everyone. And even yesterday, He made a point, didn't he, of staying back from the players when they were represented. It's not about him. He gives the players what they Mm. need, the confidence, the skill, the ability to win for this club. That's the most important thing and I think that's why I respect him the most. He's just a phenomenal manager and I hope he stays for a very long time.
2: I mean, I, like all of us, I always record these, these games. I, I'm, I was there again, as, as you'd imagine, but but I have watched it back. And it's interesting to see, and I, I they didn't show all of this, but the number of Villa players who made a point of coming up and shaking his hand as well. I think, he, he actually, I think people respect him enormously mm. for, for what he's done. The other thing, of course, is not just what he's done at City, but I also feel very strongly that he's actually changed football. You know this playing out from the back has just become the norm now. You know it mm, was City and, and, and now it, it's kids how, teams in
0: the park doing it. A- now Absolutely, don't they? Yeah. there's
2: no question. Yeah. I yeah. see it on a Sunday morning on the games that I referee on a Sunday morning. Even, even they are doing. You're absolutely right, Spencer. But but you think of the way the game is played, um, and he he is changing football. And and listen, your, any thoughts about his stay at City? I know it's all speculation, but your thoughts on what might happen? Uh, I know. Tony, you're saying you obviously want him to stay for years to come. Do you think that's a reality? Let's say this ban sticks for two years. Is he going to hang around in that situation, unable to buy more players and compete at the highest level?
1: Well, he says he will. Uh, I don't quite know where he goes from here either. I don't know where he's going to find a club that loves him more, where he's got the freedom to operate as he so chooses and where he's more likely to have success. He could possibly go to Italy, but I don't think that's a particularly competitive league. So I think he's in the best place for us and I'd like to think the best place for him.
0: I mean, he said, didn't he, that, you know, he's a man of his word. I mean, you can just tell he is, you know, he's staying till the summer of 21. That's what we've heard. Um, I mean, he could only go to one of four or five other places, couldn't he? Unless he wanted to revolutionise the game of football in China or something (laughs) of that nature, which I don't know. Um, you would like to think that he will stay for us for uh, another few seasons. But, you know, his past record doesn't talk to that, does it? His past record talks to, I give it my all, and at some point I need to have a year off. Um, So let's hope that that, that's some time in the future. Uh, Let me just come back and talk about Mr Mason
2: if I can. Uh, Not something uh, I do very often. Uh, It's not an easy job. I think there were four situations in the game. Uh, We've talked about the goal kick. Um, that was given us a corner. I think he was well cited for that and should have overruled his linesman. I think when Gilbert, I think his name is, shoved the ball into Sterling's chest quite aggressively, um, whether it was time-wasting or not or whatever City were doing in that corner, um, it was an aggressive act and absolutely was a cautioning offence. I think the third one would be the trip on Foden by target. Although Foden carried on, there was a deliberate attempt to bring him down to a tactical foul. The fact that Foden kept going, mm-hmm. uh, you should always bring it back and then caution the player. And I was really really frustrated. The people around us were going spare mm-hmm. at that point. Um, and then the Aguero two-footed challenge as well. I mean, his feet were off the ground, he was out of control, and uh, I thought that was more than a yellow card. So there's me. I think probably the first time in eight years on this podcast, I've actually picked on a ref so I'm, I'm feeling a bit. Well, dirty. you know
0: a lot about refereeing, Nigel. We know well, this.
2: Yeah, on a Sunday morning on the park <laughs> pitch, uh, sure. But uh, I don't know. There's, there's just I, 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 d- I do feel that it was there were the, those the, the four situations which needed a different approach. I don't know whether I'm being fair. You got you got a to view, Tony. You're normally pretty good at slating referees. <laughs> Here's your I? opportunity to join in. Yeah,
1: I did I did review the uh, Aguero tackle a couple of times this afternoon because it was quite difficult to see where we were. Um, <sighs> Definite orange, I would have to say. I'm prepared to give him a bit of it. He was definitely two-footed, I think. It was. Uh, it, he was, I think, out of control. I think the only mitigating factor you can say is he did win the ball cleanly first. It was his follow-through that caught Aguero and he did come in relatively low. So uh, he could have seriously injured Aguero. Um, I think he was a lucky boy to get away with it, to be honest. Very lucky. What I didn't understand was I didn't see VAR interfere. I mean, they, must, they had VAR. Well, uh, well,
2: I think in those situations, VAR has a lot of the, Because if they look at it quickly, and between that and the, and the ball going out of play the next time, if they've already reviewed it, there's no point mm. in sort of the theatricals of holding the ear and go away. I think it's only if they're still checking it that they have to delay they, the restart I mean, of they blew
1: up straight away, didn't they, for the foul? Yes But he booked him straight away He booked him straight away mm. But
2: that's what I'm saying Is they then probably Would have reviewed it mm. And were, in all the time It took Because if you remember there's a massive melee Of 22 yep. players mm. So during mm. that time I'm, I'm guessing That's when they would be Reviewing yeah. it I think the
1: players' reactions Tell you a lot as well it, Don't they and, and
2: that's my point Because my wife Who was sitting next to me Kind of said Would you have sent him off For that And, I said, and that's exactly What I said to her I said You just look at that reaction mm. You don't get A reaction like that From 11 players All around the referee If yeah. it's just a yellow And that was my you know, Straight away There was a huge
1: huge reaction from the players, which is, yeah. which is I mean, maybe... is we're one. not here to talk about VAR, but again, I think that's the classic example where the referee should have gone and looked at it on the screen. It was a very fast tackle. Yeah. If he'd reviewed it and decided yellow, then all right, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. But again, I don't like this... Passing the buck to somebody 200 miles away. Yep. Doesn't we won't, work for we won't me. talk about Vidal. No. We're going to talk move about on, the positive stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, absolutely. Listen, uh, we're going to take a break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about
2: Real Madrid. Uh, we're going to talk about Wednesday on Wednesday, and we're going to talk about Stratford on Sunday. But we'll take a quick break. Welcome back. Uh, I actually listened to that Football Today podcast on City uh, the other day. Really good. Have you guys heard it yet? Not yet, no. I recommend it to you. Good podcast. Football Today. Um, let's talk about uh, Real Madrid versus Manchester City. Uh, the Bernabeu. Is it the Bernabeu? Bernabao. I don't know. Bernabeo. Who knows what it is. It's always been the Bernabeu to me. But I've heard it called also. Bernabeu, I would have said. Yeah, Bernabeu. It's always yeah. the Bernabau. Listen, That's Manchester, like they pronounce it in Manchester. They right? have won the Champions League 13 times. And Manchester City, little Manchester City, go over there. They go 1 0 down. And that second half performance was simply outstanding. Kevin de Bruyne, clearly the best footballer on the planet. We just talked about all the records domestically, and we're now talking about a brilliant, brilliant performance against Real Madrid. Two Real Madrid, two away goals to bring back to the Etihad. What
0: a European
2: night, Spencer! That was absolutely,
0: and Kevin De Bruyne's fiftieth goal for the club. So there you go. Full of, um, full
2: of stats this week.
0: Yeah, week. just behind Gabriel Jesus. Um, what about the game? Uh, the game was uh, well. I mean, first of all, the team sheet came out, didn't it? And it, and it lacked some of the sort of fearsome. Real uh, players that we are um, you know, used, used to seeing uh, we, we know that uh, Eden Hazard was uh, not available so uh, I personally came into the game with, with, with optimism um, but for all of Real's domestic form um, they always turn up at Champions League, we know that um, and as the game started um, was settled in, I thought City settled down uh, really quite well Um, and were very competitive in the first half and uh, went in at half-time, 0-0, and I felt um, that we, we held our own during that first half. Um, and was anticipating, you know, um, solid competitive second half.
2: Before you go on to second half, when you started talking about the team sheet, I thought you were going to talk about the City team sheet, because there were some notable absences (laughs) from City's lineup as well. I think there were some surprises in in terms of that, because obviously the the Jesus Aguero switch, and and, and what a tactical genius switch that was. Jesus had one of his best games, and defensively, you know, working hard, something maybe Aguero isn't quite as good at.
1: A coming of age, dare I say. I mean, there are certain people who... Don't rate him, which disappoints me a little. He's still young, and I thought it was a very, very mature performance by him, capped by his goal, but particularly his work rate (laughs) shone out for me. And the whole, it was a very brave formation, dropping Aguero. Not many managers would do that, but... It was an
0: unbelievable formation, really, wasn't hmm. it? With Jesus sort of left wing-back, and as the game started... It was you were sort of looking for well, where are our strikers, you know, <laughs> your KDB and Rodri. Sort of, I mean, there was no one to mark, was there? For uh, you know, for the for the centre backs, and it was. I've never actually seen that quite in that fashion before. Um, but the game started to play out, and we started to settle into a pattern.
2: And the Sterling substitution seemed to change the game a bit as well, didn't it, Tony? I think.
1: Yeah, perfect. He added a bit of urgency and pace into the team. It just. Worked. I have to say. It was one of the finest games I've seen. I mean, it's interesting. I was speaking to some friends about the Villa game who are not City or Villa fans, and they say, great game, great game. Really enjoyed that. Um, as a City fan, we were all a little bit on edge. I don't think we could quite enjoy it as a spectacle, but I thought that as a spectacle, as in for a neutral and for a City fan, it was just, it's why we watch football. It was a bit of a slow burner. But the intensity, I thought the maturity of the team, the performance, the comeback, we'd have, you know, it was all looking like a valiant 1 0 loss, wasn't it? Mm. But the well, courage yeah. they showed to turn that game around was astonishing, even after Laporte was injured. I was just, it was just a great night, I have to say. Mm. I enjoyed every minute of it before, during, and after. I mean, we have to remember, Laporte went off after. 30-odd minutes.
0: I mean, we played, you know, 60 minutes of the game without him. You know, huge sort of psychological disappointment with him going off again and uncertainty as to when he'll be back. Um, real disappointment when Isco scored that first goal because we were really holding our own up until that point. And then there was that sort of hesitation, oh, my goodness me, we've, we've gone one down. We shouldn't, have, uh, we shouldn't have done that. You know, what, what else do we have in store for us in, in, in the rest of the game? Um, and the way we um, sort of solidified our performance and came back and ended up winning it was, was really gritty, fabulous performance.
1: I don't think there's a team in the world now we should fear after that. So is that our best ever that?
0: performance uh, outside of winning the Cup Winners' Cup many years ago? I think it's 1970.
1: just, yep. just for the record. Yeah, yeah. Is that the very
0: <laughs> finest in the modern era? I well, mean, I have to mind?
1: defer to our, our <laughs> host here being slightly more mature than I am. Uh, I think so, I think
2: people are talking about that I think we've had some good European nights But uh, yeah, I think 1970 when we, Of course we won the European Cup Winners' Cup uh, in the rain I think, I can't think I can't think of a better one, I have to say I think it was magnificent uh, And it wasn't, we weren't playing some tin pot club You know, from some dodgy no, European I mean, This
1: wasn't an away smash and grab Was it? I mean <laughs> we had The majority of the possession, I think we had eight shots To three on target, we restricted them To a single corner in the game we won because we thoroughly deserve to win, which isn't always the case.
2: And if it wasn't for the sending off, could it have been 3-1 as well, potentially? You know, it's the other, way, the other things you yeah. remember, of course. That's my
1: only frustration. We should have, it should have been all over. It should have been 3-4-1. or 4-1. We should have killed off that game. Yep. We touched upon this before. <laughs> Listen, would I have taken 2-1 away win? I'd have, <laughs> I'd have bitten everyone's hand off for that. Mm. We were magnificent. But the tie isn't dead yet, and we could have put it to bed. So we'll take it. Looking forward to the second leg Very much so Let's talk about the two other games then uh, Come
2: back domestically then And we've got uh, Sheffield Wednesday uh, This week I'll stop saying Wednesday on Wednesday Because it's not that funny anyway uh, But it, uh, it is on Wednesday mm. uh, We don't know much about them uh, Riding high in the Championship uh, doing reasonably well they've got a chance of getting in the playoffs have they I think is that how it's looking I think so
0: yeah I was talking to a good friend of mine Rick Blesky who's a, a dedicated uh, Al's fan he, he's um, not hopeful of any result whatsoever in this game on Wednesday but uh, he says they're playing reasonably well got a few uh, good players um, but you know we expect uh, a significant number of changes don't we from from the team that's just won the Carabao and uh, a, a positive day out on on Wednesday.
1: Yeah, they're a proper club, aren't they, Sheffield Wednesday? A proper English football club. And I'm looking forward to it. It Should be a classic cup time I have to admit, my friend's brother plays for them. So, Your friend's brother yeah. plays for Sheffield Wednesday. He does, yes.
2: And is, will he play? Will he play on Wednesday night? Well, I haven't heard yet, but what? Are you going to share his name with with the with the listener? Well, she's called Katie. No, the player. <laughs> That's <to> play. helpful. <laughs> Katie's brother. Yes. <laughs> Mr. Leach. So, Mr. Leach, where does he play? Where does Leachy play? Do you know,
1: He's a midfielder.
2: So, Le- we've got to look out for Leachy in midfield. Yeah, yeah. Hope he scores a goal, but City win 6 1. Yeah, we'll Would be the perfect that. result. We'll
1: that. Yeah. Oh, lad. Lad.
2: Good boy. Oh, good! Oh, we look forward to that. Then Leachy, then. Yeah. All right, we'll look out for Leachy then, Sheffield Wednesday, and you and you name check for your mate as well. And this is like to to this is like the name check show. Yeah, isn't it?
0: absolutely. I yeah? think he's Sheffield Wednesday's uh, greatest down south fan. Um, uh, Rick Blasky. Hello. That's, twi- that's twice. What do I want? I'm trying to think what I want in exchange for that. Now, yeah, well, Rick, Rick, welcome <laughs> to the show, and maybe we should get him
1: on next week. And
0: <laughs> if they beat us, we should get him on, shouldn't we? Absolutely we should... passionate Wednesday fan. Uh, yeah. He'll he'll be there. He'll be there. Fantastic. Uh, now
1: they're a good club they have a lot of history and they've had it tough we could have been down we could have been Sheffield Wednesday we really could have been so I think it'll be a great night out and uh, fingers crossed we'll get the result
2: let's look forward to the weekend then Sunday we're going to talk about them I suppose mid-table side Used to be a decent club, yes. used to have a decent manager Stretford versus Man
0: City yeah. um, I think this might be a more challenging game than we, uh, I mean they're always one-offs, uh, I always want to be positive uh, uh, absolutely wish us to win this game um, I just think that in between you know, the highs of the cup we've got our eye on the second uh, leg with Real uh, United are um, up and down aren't they um, you never know quite what to expect, and it tends to come down to some good performances on the day. Um, so I, I think it'll be it'll we'll, it'll be it'll be a good game. Always enjoyable. and It's never, recent... it's
2: never enjoyable. <laughs> I never enjoy these games. Did you talking Didn't enjoy about?
0: the 5-1? Well, ago? yeah, obviously.
2: <laughs> those movies, but I rarely enjoy them. Do you
1: enjoy these games,
2: <laughs> Tony? Do you? Yes. Yeah, I know what you
1: mean. Yes. Uh, it's it's <laughs> almost a bit of a free hit to a certain extent, isn't it? We've... Virtually guaranteed a second place in the league now, that's, that's where we stay, so hopefully we can go there and enjoy, as Spencer said, they're very inconsistent United, so you don't know what team we'll be facing, we're good enough to beat them, it's quite extraordinary though really isn't it, we, we could lose three times during the season and do the treble, it's, I don't know, <laughs> bizarre, but... They're very in need of the points as well. Aren't they, they are, but let them have. I, I, I actually don't Steady, even Tony. care that much. You, you nearly <laughs> said Steady. let. Them, you nearly said let them have the points. Certainly <laughs> <Steady>. not. No. <laughs> you nearly said let them have the points. I'll then have Tony, the first cyanide tablet on the left, please. I think <laughs> never. <laughs>
2: Never, ever let them have anything from us ever, Tony. Is what you you meant to say? They've had plenty. They have. They've had enough, and we don't want it to happen again. It's the game, you know. These people, we always talk about. Oh, Liverpool are our rivals, they're not. It's the Red Bastards. I hate them with a passion. We we should beat them all. I do, and I mean that from my, from
1: the depth of my heart. I mean that. I hate them, Tony. but, But I hate them too. But they're almost just an irrelevance now. Fine, it's good, better, Make it's... them more, but make them even more of an
2: irrelevance. Make them get relegated again. Dennis Law, back heel at Old Trafford, 1973, 2, whatever it was. 73, yeah. 73. Do it again, more. Get them relegated. They should lose every game they play, all of the time. What's he's the gone, issue? He's
0: gone, Tony.
1: He's gone. It's, he's gone. There's people who can help, <laughs> Nigel. <laughs> Good. Do you feel better? We should have a couch in here, shouldn't we? Just bring it on. I would love to stuff them. Let's be quite.
2: But it's not what you were going to say. You were going to say let them have the points, is what I heard you say. And it hurts me, Tony. I didn't didn't say. I didn't. If you thought Tony Newgrosh said that, let us know. We're on Twitter. Twitter poll, Nigel. Clearly, Twitter poll. Did Tony Newgrosh say let them have the points? We're at City Podcast. If you hate them as much as I do, let us know as well, because I think Spencer's with me. Listen, it's let's just think for a moment about I don't want to leave it on that. I want to leave it on the magnificent the magnificent domestic run that this team has been on and, and a few final words before we go on the team on Pep on the outstanding unprecedented record that we've created domestically Spencer just a few final words from you.
0: Well, We've, we've covered, haven't we, in this uh, podcast, all the, all, all the fantastic record we've had. I, I, I am excited and super um, enamoured by the whole way that we work, by the um, the succession planning that I think is in place um, with with Phil Foden's, uh, with the excitement, uh, you know, the young players that are coming through, uh, and also the glimmer in the uh, League Cup Carabao earlier on of the Harwood Bellises, these younger dynamic uh, sort of squad members that will come through uh, and although the league has gone this year, we know that um, I think we'll go on, you know we'll, we'll play out the Cups very well uh, I think we'll have a solid second place this year uh, and I'm truly excited about the prospects for next year.
2: And giving you the opportunity Tony to join in as well, your final positive words well, on this? I
1: just want to say thank you, it's been an absolutely magnificent 10 years, I would still be there if we were still playing York and the likes every week. I'm sure you would be. That's not Success is not the reason we go. But I have to say, Wednesday night was just such a great night. Just to uh, have a few beers with some mates I've been going to watch City with for 30 years and see a performance like that was very, very special. To top it off with a cup this weekend with my young kids, brilliant, and there's still so much more to look forward to with that club. So thank you for giving us our self-respect back. I love you, city.
2: <laughs> There's nothing else to add. A huge thanks to my two guests, to Tony Newgrosh and to Spencer Debson. This is Nigel Rothband saying thanks for listening and we'll talk to you all very soon. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network